Well, welcome guys to another episode of Millennials in Ministry. I'm really excited to be interviewing John John Romero, um, who's a great spoken word artist. Um, I came across him because I did an interview with his friend Alvin Muthoka not too long ago, and he shared his latest video called Dreams, and it just gave me chills. And I was like, I got to reach out to this guy and see if I can interview him. Um, so John, thank you for being on the show, man. I'm excited to be interviewing you. I'm excited to be interviewed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So why don't you tell us a little bit about you? You know, where did you grow up um, and how did you get into doing spoken word? Yeah, so I grew up in uh, Orlando, Florida. I was born and raised there. Um, and I got into spoken word in middle school when I was about 14 years old. Um, I got I got into it just, just because I loved hip hop. I love rap. And uh, me and my friends in our neighborhood, we used to hip hop battle each other. So we used to literally okay. dog one another through through rap and uh and uh I, so I started writing like that. I just I wanted uh I, I listened to a lot of like Lil Wayne and stuff like rappers I don't listen to anymore, but um, uh -huh. that's kind of where I started. Just just trying to battle my friends and making fun of them and yeah, uh, it turned into spoken word. It turned into like the glory of God and and now I do it just full time just for how, however God wants to use it. That's cool. But well, what's your testimony? Like, have you always grown up in church, always followed God? Or when did you start uh, following Christ? Yeah, so I, I got, um, sorry, I got, I got saved <laughs> when I was eight years old. So I, I came to the realization that, that Jesus died for my sins. He, he resurrected, mm -hmm. he forgave me of my sins, that even, even in my, uh, even in my failures, that Jesus would be my, my God. I, at eight years old, I realized yeah. I needed a savior. So at eight years old, I made the decision. I walked, I walked my little butt up to the altar, and I, uh, I gave my life to Jesus. Now, from that point on, I didn't necessarily know how to be a Christian, which is what I think a lot okay. of people go through. So I was a Christian, but I didn't know how to, do, how to actually walk it out. And then yeah. by the time I was around 16 years old is when I had another encounter. And I had an encounter, which, um, you know, I, I think a lot of people would think I'm weird for saying this, but... It was a demonic encounter, which, which mm. for me, I, I, I encountered something extremely dark. And that's when I realized that it was a spiritual thing. And I, I realized mm. I had a great need for God. And when I, yeah. when I felt that great need for God, I, I rededicated my life to Christ. So at 16 is where I started following Christ with all my heart. Wow. So, that's that's yeah. awesome. So I want to ask you about your creative process because... I was telling you a little bit earlier, um, I've, I've heard quite a few different spoken word artists, but truthfully, I've never encountered someone like you who performs the way you do. And what sticks out to me the most about you is like your pace, the way you make eye contact with video, like the music that you choose. It's like, it just gives people chills, you know, like it's, yeah. it's incredible. And not only the performance aspect of it, but also the words you have and how you, I don't even know, how do you write the stuff you write? Like, what's your process for that? Yeah, um, I, I think, um, I think a lot, like, for instance, if I could say, if I could say dreams, like the one, the one that you described dreams, my, yeah. process, my process with that one is, and by the way, if you haven't seen that one, the link is in my bio. So you guys can yeah. check that out. But um, my process with that is I would literally just stay up so late at night and just dreaming. And I and I'm still doing that, you know. I'm not I'm not anywhere near where I know I I, I know I will be. Um, yeah. So, so I think my my creative process with writing that was just staying up so late and just feeling this dream of God inside my heart. Like I knew God, 
and I know God is about to do something. It doesn't matter if it's going to be in 10 years or 15 years. I know he's going to yeah. do something in my lifetime. And the, um, the thought of knowing that he's about to do something, I'm compelled to write something. Wow. I, I think a lot of times, here's the thing. A lot of times people have these crazy dreams, emotions, revelations, and they do nothing about it at all. Mm. They literally harbor all these amazing ideas in, inside. Yeah. They go and they eat some yogurt and they just, they forget about it. They watch TV. Yeah. No, I think God literally, like for me, when, when God hits me with something so hard, I have to write mm -hmm. it down. I have to process. Yeah. My best way of processing is poetry. That, that's the mm -hmm. way I can process. If I have a moment of, if I have a, a moment of weakness in my life where I'm like, God, I, yeah. I feel so bad that I sinned. And I don't know where to go. I don't know how to feel like, God, I did you wrong. Well, God's like, well, write mm -hmm. something. Go, go to the word. Read the word. Mm -hmm. Write it out. Uh, say it out loud. And that's how my creative process is with most of my, um, with most of my spoken words. It's just, it's just something that I really have gone through. And it's something that yeah. has motivated me. I've been broken so many times in my life. And all mm -hmm. I can do is write. And that's the best way I process it with God. So that's, that's so that, cool, man. Yeah. You got some big fans online. Alvin's like, John is big anointed. Oh, man. <laughs> He's like, John, John is anointed. Man, you're really, really, truly gifted. I, I will definitely agree with that and co-sign those comments for sure. <laughs> Thank um, you, guys. Um, another, com another question for you, John, is, you know, what's been your favorite piece to write so far? Man, um, that's a hard question. Uh you know what's crazy? That's a really good question. I think I feel the same thing. By the time I'm done with a poem, if I'm truly done with it, it, yeah. is, it is my favorite in that moment. So huh. when I, I wrote Dreams, that was my favorite one. When I wrote the one yeah. about, when I, wrote, when I wrote the one about my father, like uh, leaving, that was, I promise you that was my favorite one. So it's, it's, wow. it's literally, each one has been so favored by me. Like I've enjoyed yeah. writing each, each and every single one of them. I know that's a crazy yeah. answer, but I just love all of yeah. them. I hear you. I can imagine, like, when you put your heart into it, especially the creative process you have, God gives you something and you choose to write it out. It's like, I'm sure it feels like it's exploding inside of you, you know? Yeah. And so in the moment, I can totally see how that would be your favorite. Yeah. Um, but tell people, where do you perform and how often do you perform? Are you connected with Carry the Love? Yes. Yeah, so Carry the Love is a, is a college-focused uh campaign that goes around all over United States of America. It goes to uh, most of the college campuses. And um, so I'm definitely, I'm heavily connected with, with, uh, with uh, circuit riders. I'm, I'm full-time circuit rider now. I'll be leading two tours. That's awesome. I'll be leading two tours in the, in the coming months. And um, so, so I'm a full-time missionary at the moment. Um, as wow. far as performance, for performing, I had, I had more places I would perform in Florida, which is where I just came from. So Florida mm -hmm. was, was a place I, I, I did perform. I performed at many different churches, schools, whatever the deal was. And now that I'm in California, I'm more just uh, solely involved with uh, circuit riders. But there is an exciting announcement. I will be um, opening up for uh, Poets in Autumn here in Los Angeles, California. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, that's, that's awesome. It's a pretty, pretty, pretty awesome deal there. And I, no, congratulations. Yeah, I, I get to meet all the spoken word legends, you know what I mean? Maybe ask them some questions. Yeah. Just at the end of the day, just watch them and what they do. And I'm going to be honored to even stand on the same stage with them. So I'm, I'm That's blessed. so cool. Yeah, so. Yeah. 
Well, if you're ever out in Phoenix, you got to let me know. I'll definitely come out, support, grab some friends of mine and just, you know, support what you're doing for sure. For sure. That'd be awesome. Um, one of my other favorite pieces of yours is uh, He Knows You. Right. Love that piece, He Knows You. And you said something that really stuck out to me. It's right in the beginning. You said, and perhaps you sleep so much because you hate to be awake. Whatever it takes, as long as you can fast forward your days or maybe you got that type of pain that has you contemplating on how to get away. And what I love most about that piece, John, is because I've been thinking so much about people who go through suicide or you know take their life, mental health. There's been a lot of friends, family, public artists like Mac Miller, who just last week overdosed, or even Drew Steck. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's a pastor that took his life and just... Yeah just the trauma that it causes. And I'm realizing that life is such a mental game. Yeah. And I even believe that a lot of people come to church just to try to keep their mind in the right space. Right. You know? And so I want to ask you, you've written so much and you have such a way with words. And I know you've probably been through a lot mentally, even with your previous experience that you said, you know, you brought you to God. Um, if there's, there's people watching that are just struggling in their mind, like what's your advice for that? How do people get out of a mental funk? Yeah, I, I think my, the main thing I would say is you, you can't, you cannot think you're alone. You, you cannot for an instant think that you're the only one that's messed up. That that's where people feel the most torment is when they think they're the only one in their community going through what they're going through. What I've learned, I, I'm not that old. I, ha I, I have a lot to learn. But one thing I have learned yeah. being 25 years old is that you are not the only one going through what you're going through. And I say yeah. that because a lot of times like, we feel shame or we feel like, man, like, I literally want to take my own life. But I promise you some of the strongest leaders who are talking up there have gone through suicidal thoughts. They've yeah. gone, they're probably still, and you don't even know this, but they're probably still in the process of fighting suicidal thoughts. You don't wow. You don't, you don't even know about pastors. Like, pastors look so good. They, they smell, yeah. they talk good. They do all this <laughs> stuff. But you don't know yeah. what's going on in their marriage. You don't, and I'm mm -hmm. not saying that to judge any one of your pastors. I'm just saying that, mm -hmm. listen, you're going through a lot in your life. But I promise you, God's got you. Like, he's, he, he understands what you're going through. And not only does God understand what you're going through, people around you have, are going through the same thing. Another thing I would say is this. If you're going through something that hard, if you're going through something that 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 uh tormenting and that depressing and like to the point of yeah. suicidal thoughts my advice is this tell somebody like actually vocalize it everyone mm -hmm. admires everyone admires a person who is real everyone admires yeah. that person who who is the first one to say hey i struggle with this hey i've yeah. been thinking like i I've, I've had these suicidal thoughts and i can't get them out of my mind. i can't sleep at night i need help yeah. and then everyone yeah. else in the room is like disarmed they're immediately like wow, like, he spoke up, she spoke up, it's time to, yeah. and then before you know it, you have a community of weak people who need Jesus, and we all get stronger yeah. together, we all see God together, I think the best thing to do is confess, and also yeah. know that you're not the only one, I promise you, so. Yeah, that's good, John, because, I, I mean, I'm realizing, man, this is real, this is real, this is affecting a lot of people, yeah. And, and it affects everyone, but in different levels, in different yeah. seasons, depending on what they're going through, you right. know, and what, what traumatic thing is happening, or maybe they feel like they're under pressure and they can't get out. And the only way to escape it, as you say, is how to get away. You know what I mean? Um, and so, no, I, I, I totally agree with you on that. And I think 
I think the other part too is just knowing what to do to keep your mind in the right spot. Like you say, community, vocalizing it. And then like I was telling a friend of mine, like sometimes I'll just tell my mind what to think, whether I got to put on a worship song to have my mind focus on that, you know, Mm -hmm. or like record myself saying a verse or something and just listen to that. Like, you know, it's like a proactive action to keep your mind in the right spot. So I think that's really good. Um, I want to wrap this up, but before I do, just want to ask you to like, what advice would you give to other millennials who want to, maybe they're poets or maybe they're doing some type of other art. Like what, what a piece of advice would you give to them who want to also make a difference in their communities? Man, I would say this, first of all, realize that if you're an artist, if you're any kind of artist or you you have an artistic mentality, I would tell you Mm -hmm. this. First of all, you have to know that not only is there a huge calling on your life, and there's go- there is about to be a huge demand for the arts. I promise you yeah. this. I feel it in my bones. There's going to be a huge demand for the arts coming up soon. Our generation mm-hmm. is tired of being preached to and being told what mm-hmm. to do. But what we love is, is realness, rawness. And realness yep. around, it, it, it is expressed in its best form through the arts, I personally think. And That's also, so I, good. I this. Not only knowing that you have a huge calling on your life, but knowing this, because you're an artist, you will go through a lot of attack in your life. You'll mm-hmm. go through a lot of uh, torment in your life, but that's why you need to hold on to Jesus more than most people. If you have an artistic mentality, if, if you love to create, if you love to do something, it's because you're a weapon. And, and, yeah. and every single weapon uh, of God goes under hard trials, under hard temptations, mm-hmm. under hard attack. But that's why get yourself around healthy community. Get yourself in the yeah. get, get yourself around people you can be so real with and raw with. And your art is going to go so far. Another thing I'll say is this, and I always say this, um, as an artist, as a, as a rapper, spoken word artist, as a speaker, whatever you do, as a dancer, your greatest practice, your greatest practice in order to be great at that art is your quality time with Jesus. That's it. Mm. That's it. Your greatest practice is time with Jesus. I think people mm. think, oh, I'm going to get better if I keep writing. I'm going to get better if I keep, uh, if I just keep, if I do this for 10 hours. No, I think you get better when you spend time with Jesus. When you mm. say, I'm going to set time in the morning aside with just Jesus. And then before, yeah. and, and here's one thing I'll say. I've seen so many, I, I've had grown men hug me crying and stuff because of a, of a poem. And I know it came from the place of me spending time with Jesus, not me working so hard to, to yeah. try that. It came from me just knowing who he is. Awesome. And, um, and I think that's all I would say is, guys, like, spend time with God. I promise you, like, yeah. every good thing comes from above. Like, every good and perfect gift, it really does come from Jesus. You cannot get good at anything that has to do with his kingdom on your own. So, um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's good. I'll snap to that, dude. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, if people want to stay in touch with you and just follow you on your journey where you're performing and stuff, what's the best way to do that? I think you just started a, a Facebook fan page too, right? Yes. It's uh, John Romero Spoken Word Poems on Facebook. I have, I'm going to have all my updates on there. My newest videos are going up there. And, uh, yeah, that's where you guys can check out all, everything that's coming up. Cool. Well, thanks so much for your time, John. It's been amazing. Uh, interviewing you. I, I believe it. I second what Alvin and all your fans are saying is there's big things 
I had for you. I can feel it just talking to you. Uh, that you are connected with God and you believe in everything you say and there's truth coming out of your mouth. So I know people are going to be set free, delivered, touched, changed, and it's a privilege to have the opportunity to interview you. And I look forward to staying in touch with you, man. Appreciate you. Thank you for the interview. It was, uh, it was honestly a joy and you helped me, uh, you helped me even process a lot. <laughs> so yeah, no problem.